welcome yeah. to the New Hope Podcast. New Hope Bonus podcast. track. Bonus talk Remix. I'm back again. Third time's a charm. Third time. Third time's a charm. Ben, this is crazy, man. This is really It's like you're recording these in the same night. No. No way. It's not. No. Is this real We just reconvened in the void. Yeah, we don't have an idea of... Time Time where we are, so just space. You know, if these come out close together, yeah. If these come out close together, just know it's not because we are unaware of Earth time. It's because these just come out, you know, yeah, periodically. Want them to be. It's like shock waves of energy from from the universe that have just started to hit the Earth, and NASA scientists are capturing this and posting this on on uh, on, what you uh, call a free day. Free day, maybe a free day. Yeah. Is that what they are? Something I think like I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, okay. that's why these are coming out in this in the sequence. They are. It's not really by choice. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You so earthlings true. are welcome. So true. <laughs> well, regardless, I am glad to be back. Thanks, Ben. This is a bonus uh, podcast episode uh, from our Return of the Jedi that I think went really well. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi Part One and Part Two both went viral. I mean, that was viral. amazing. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of views. Probably because they were so long. They were so <laughs> long. Have you heard the longest podcast ever? <laughs> no, it's all good, though. But anyways, we're, we're, we're talking. <laughs> we've, we talked a little bit about uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker's redemption stories. Shared, shared, our, our, uh, shared our thoughts on that. Yep. Uh, obviously shared that the reason why we were doing this podcast is talk about hope. Of course. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that we Almost ourselves there. personally find hope in is in our faith and uh, we just we've been upfront about how that's been part of the way that we're looking at Star Wars. Obviously, looking at the way that George talked about Star Wars, about how he talked about it was in a pursuit for finding out if there was a God or not, or at least having that conversation. And um, we just thought we'd do an episode where we were being a little more personal and maybe just shared a little a bit about canon. yeah, a little more canon. I love that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So uh, this, Ben, why don't you take it away? Just just we're gonna share a moment of redemption in our lives and maybe just give you. An idea of that. Hey, we're people too, and uh, you know, I think we're the sort of people. Yeah, we we all have a story to share. <laughs> Not as grand as Darth Vader's and Luke Skywalker's, beings. maybe, that but sure. our stories nonetheless. So, yeah, Ben, go for it. Yeah, I know. Um, just a in cat man. I just. I'm blown away by the fact that in the end of Jedi they just like oh he's, everybody's glowing it's all there but it's like this that it misses the end point of that like did they save each other did, did he save him did he said and and what was the main overarching thing that saved both of them and it never gets to that right yeah because like in our faith we have that defined like we we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ right so uh, my redemption story um, is really interesting because I always thought I was raised. Uh, I am a PK as well. So oh Rick boy. is also a PK. Yes. yes it's a PK stands for preacher past, kid, a preacher kid, pastor or pastor's kid. kid. Yeah. Whenever yeah. we look at it. Uh, so raised in the church and uh, was, you know, knew, knew what was up immediately. But I always had this thought and it was the dumbest thought ever that in order to have like this amazing redemption story that like 
maybe they're, you know, I was always in awe of like the people who made these massive mistakes and all of this. Darth Vader. Like, no, like a total <laughs> Vader. Like, oh my gosh, like they were the most horrible person. This gangbanger who, you know, death row, and he was saved by Jesus. And I always was so fascinated by that. And I always thought that my story was like, Boring. Boring. Yeah, like, I get that. Yeah. I was raised in the church and, you know, and I, I was <laughs> jealous of sin, which is really kind of crazy when you think about it. And, and, uh, nope, sin does crazy things. Was to us. very, very involved in church and really, you know, stuck with the church and then got into high school and just decided to make some stupid decisions and started to really get away. From Christ and get away from the church and uh, just started pulling a Vader. We used to we coin that phrase. Yeah, pull pulling a Vader. Vader. Pull, pulling a Vader. You pull a Vader, man. <laughs> you know, you slaughter younglings. And... Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's talking, he's no, talking original talking trilogy Vader. That. He's not. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, but something along but those he lines. He was choking people. He was being disruptive at work. <laughs> but I, I think probably the number one thing that sticks out in my head is that I had a person ask me, you know, uh, as we were like at a pool hall and everyone was drinking and smoking and hanging out and so, and I was talking about like, oh, so, so what's your faith? Oh, yeah, I'm Christian. And the person literally looked at me and said, really? <laughs> So how do you feel about all these things that I'm literally watching you do? And I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. And it was that moment sticks out of my head as like, I was just accepting like, oh yeah, I'm sinning right now. Yeah. It's all good because, and, and it was just this really, really dumb moment. Um, but I had this amazing, you know, you ask for something amazing to happen and God has his way with you. Sure, yeah. And he will humble you and he will do that. And um, not many people know this, but uh, but I am a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> um, my rap sheet is no longer here. It's been expunged. But um, a buddy and I got in our heads that we wanted to, to begin shoplifting and and. It led to us being held in a room uh, at, at, at a Best Buy of all places. <laughs> and it led to the Dang most man. surreal slap in the yeah. face from Jesus. Wow. And uh, so I was, I remember distinctly that I was on, like sitting on the ground and I was there with my, my buddy Paul. And uh, he and I just sinners, Did he go by Saul back then? together. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It was his Saul moment as well, and he, and he he used this moment as well to kind of as that wake-up call. But this guy walks in, and uh, so I was raised in the Mennonite Brethren community, and there are certain last names that you know, and you're like, you're, you're a Mennonite. It's like Weeby, Friesen, Fast, Heinrichs, like all these names. Mm. And this officer walks in, and he's got one of the last names and I don't even pay attention. I kind of go and he looks at my ID and he goes, he looks at me, not at Paul. It was really weird. He looks at me, he goes, why'd you do this? And I just said something <laughs> stupid like, oh, maybe I'm just rebelling or some, I'm pulling a Vader, you know? And he looks at my ID again and he goes, is your dad a pastor? And I was like, oh my gosh, like what is going? Okay. I, I'm starting to listen. What's going on? 
And I said, yeah. And he goes, is your dad Bruce Porter? And I was like, oh, oh crap. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay. All right. You got me. Now he knows me. And now, God, I am completely and utterly listening. And the guy had all the rights to just completely annihilate us. And all of a sudden, like, his tone completely changes. And he goes, okay, guys, here's what we need to be seeing happening. You're going to have a court date because I'm writing you guys up. And he's just filling all this out. And we're just, like, uh, shaking on our boots. And he goes, you better get your crap together by the time that you go and see this judge. And he goes, and I think you know how to do that. And he filled out the papers and we walked out. And I was like, this is divine intervention. Like, yeah. we could have had some nobody who would have known us from anything and just treated us like garbage. Because we were garbage. We were just so dumb. And I took that moment as a leaping point to truly... Uh, truly embraced to be fully redeemed because I was just being a complete idiot and it had to start with me you know going straight home and and it led to some interesting moments you know friends that I had just were like oh oh you know it's nothing it's this and that and I went home and talked to my parents and my I remember okay talk about like the destruction that you see right watching your not just mom, watching dad cry. Yeah. And I was like, I am such a putz, you know, and seeing that. But then seeing that the next day, them and how they treated me, like, here's the next day. Let's do this. And, you know, dad was right there, you know, encouraging me, reading the word with me. And mom was there as well. And, and it took practically abandoning my friends and my life to to do this which was to this day one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I was so entrenched in sin and all of my circle was so connected to that life that I had to just cut ties but it led to you know amazing stuff with the church and after that I got involved in youth ministry and worship and worship led me to playing at camps and playing at camps led me to meeting my wife and <laughs> yeah and now you know that playing kids music has led me to being at sunset mm-hmm. you know and that's where we're at and i just i'm always amazed how i asked for it uh but if i were to go back i would have slapped 12 year old <laughs> me and said like dude you don't need that story that's just pain yeah. and suffering yeah which you know but let's go go by vader it's those scars it's those memories it's those things that yeah the keep me i'm always amazed in the bible how how the and this is one thing that i try and do for myself is that how the people of the old testament have seen such amazing life-changing like pillars of fire and right you know yet they're so fast to be like you know what i i think that uh you know i don't believe in god anymore <laughs> And I, and I know that I haven't had like those, you know, fire in the sky kind of things, but to always just hold that yeah. peace, to hold those scars, hold those moments of, right. you know, yeah, totally. to remember that, to keep me on that track. So Yeah, awesome. That's um, me. Thanks, Ben. No, cool. no problem. Okay, um, I'll share next. Um, for me, I also grew up as a 
uh, person in the church my whole life. Um, I always consider myself a yeah, pretty pretty good kid. I, I mean, I wasn't anything. I wasn't a tr- total troublemaker, but I also wasn't a little angel. Um, but I, I struggled with, uh, I think the same thing bended a little bit. Um, I felt like I never had a redemption story. So when I was doing my testament or whatever, it's like I never had like a this is my moment of coming to Jesus. I always grew up with that. But for me, my sin was always um, in the dark and hidden. So while I was going to church and wearing one mask, I was somebody else completely different at home um, with my friends. Um, And I don't know of the age groups that watch our videos, but I'm going to keep it PG. I was engaging in a... um, going to adult websites, I'll say that, in my free time when I wasn't around anybody. Um, and I did that for years. Uh, and it wasn't until I was out of high school. I started back in middle school with this, and I went all the way through high school, keeping it pretty much a secret. I may have told, I think I told Rick at one point, um, and maybe one other friend, but it was in, it was in the dark, and I struggled with it for years. And it wasn't until I was out of high school that I began to see the way it affected my relationships with women um, that I realized how toxic it was that I was living in this that I was I had one face outside but at home making poor decisions in the dark um, that I I, I don't know it it just it, it aided me and it wasn't until later that I realized how truly destructive it was so I see myself um, at this point now that I don't struggle with that anymore that um uh i still have those scars like when you think of darth vader and how he said we need that we like the old darth vader Mm -hmm. um because because when he shows up wearing the jedi robes right he's changed but he still is scarred from the things he's done um and i feel that same thing that now that i have this this redemption story that i can share um that that i no longer struggle with that that those scars are still there and i still live with those and that um, the way I still uh, treat and view women is a daily struggle for me um, compared to somebody that maybe did not engage in that in those behaviors. So um, I can now use that information and share that with the high schoolers that I engage with on a weekly basis um, to try to help them navigate through that time of life where I um, was in the dark because I know if there's any high schoolers listening to this, it, especially high school guys, it can be a real struggle um, no matter which level you're at with the way that you interact with women, that um, especially if you go down the route I did for as long as you do, um, it will have lost lasting effects. Um, so it's it's good that I can share that with people, but like Ben, I wish I never I never went down that route. But it's it's great to see yeah. that God can use even that. Um, what was what was like what was the thing that like caused you to like wake up turn or yeah? I think it was it, I was single at the time and I. I just realized that what the way that I had been treating my previous girlfriend and the way that I was treating girls in my life at that time, that there was something that needed to stop, that there was just something that was, um, that the way I was going about treating women wasn't the way I wanted to treat women. And there was some cause for it. And it was probably that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Cool. And it's a hard, it's a hard thing to drop when you're not, surrounded by other believers to tell about that. Right. So I always encourage people to be honest with 
people you trust when you're trying to break this, especially ones that want what's best for you. Right. Well, I mean, it's interesting because like I, I was there. Yeah. Like I was part of part of that part, like mm-hmm. that, that story with you. And it's funny how when you say like, well, it was a time when I was s- single and I was like, well, that was very rare at that time. <laughs> that time. <laughs> there was like, there was like maybe a small period where that, yeah, well, that no, was no, there. It was, but... it was, it was out of high school that I, right. that yes, I, yeah. yeah okay, and yeah. it was after a relationship had failed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because I, I, I think part of the reason we failed was because I was expecting things or looking for certain things that just were not definitely were not things that a godly man should be looking after and, and not even things that uh, somebody that doesn't have those same morals embedded in them should be looking for out of a, out of a woman, just not respectful um, to yeah, but you behave were, in the way I did. You, but you were, you were also just like looking for love, just like, you know, like that cheesy line, like we're looking for love in all the wrong places. Kind yeah. Of thing. Uh, yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah. You could say that. I remember you, you, you like, it was just kind of cool from your story to, to my story is I, I've, uh, I'm a youth pastor, and mm. so I've had a lot of kids' stories about how they talk about stuff like that coming in. So I've heard a lot of the the turning points, like where what's happening and finding like the root cause of things and walking people through that uh, with each other. And it's it's fascinating to see, like, you know, I think when you were talking about, like you told me once before, that was like on a mission trip. Yeah. It was like when you were like, isolated and away yeah. from your normal uh-huh. living like where you couldn't you know there was no internet there was yeah. you know like and it was like the uh just being able to be freed from that even just for a short period of time suddenly to realize like i'm surrounded like we we had surrounded you basically mm-hmm. we we as a community had surrounded you and we were talking about you know look this is and jesus is the answer for for love jesus is the answer for these things and and it was just kind of cool. Now. And I've, I've heard so many stories. Mm-hmm. And so my stories kind of. Oh, yeah. You want to take something real quick? Yeah. I just want to say something. No, it's all good. I just want to say something real quick that I, I always thought that the reason I had this um, drive to do, look at these things online was because um, my mom passed away when I was a young age. So oh, I right. um, struggled with what it meant to be loved by a woman, I guess, to have that love. So I looked for that in the wrong places. I think part of, and it was like right when I was becoming an adolescent. So it was immediately after my mom passed that I started to engage in this stuff and it became such a habitual routine. And I think part of it is from my mom, but uh, we had been talking about ethics recently and thinking about it. I, yes, I was in a bad position to do these things, right? Yes, I was predisposed to this, but that doesn't necessarily give me the, doesn't give me the okay. Um, it's something that that it was still a choice I made. So I I don't know. I I just I just think it's important that I I don't look at it as like oh that's like the old me that made that choice. It's like it was still me right. that made that choice. Well, and even and it's still there. Even in that moment, like we were talking about, like losing losing your mom, it wasn't like you were still surrounded by so many people that loved you. Mm-hmm. Like that you had community. Yeah. It, it's the the I mean the thing is is like how we handle anything. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, and looking back at it, I can't say like, oh, that's the old me. That's, that's my old self. It's like, yes, I've been, I've been remade in, in Christ's image, but those scars are still there. And it's something that I need to be mindful of, I guess. And we can, I mean, talk endlessly about like, hey, you could find, you could have, you could have chosen to find love, like, you know, in the way that all these other, you know, uh, women from the church are, are loving on you or 
the like acting motherly for mm-hmm. you. I know like uh, uh, my wife was a great, um, you know, mentor for you mm-hmm. at times and was able to talk with you through things different time, but it still doesn't matter. It's it. And what caused you to go down this dark path still, the, the answer was Jesus in the end. Yeah. The, his love is something that was ultimately what you were searching for. And even if you were searching for it and other women to replace your mom's role or the just finding love for women and trying to figure out a relationship of some kind, it was always, you were seeking the wrong type of love mm-hmm. in those things. Yep. Yeah. I, that, and that, and that story is, it's interesting, but it's, it's not, it's not unique in that. I mean, a lot of these stories are, are we're all going to be kind of common. I mean, like my, my story is like, yeah, I've been raised in the church my, my whole life. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I got the same, same roadblocks as everyone else, I guess. And it's interesting because you, you do want the stories like you were talking about, like of, gosh, I want some type of dramatic thing. And, Believe me, I've had some dramatic things happen in my life. I've had uh, I've had a battle with cancer. Um, I, I once uh, got my head smashed in like with a dead tree branch on top of a mountain <laughs> when I was alone. And I know many people tell me immediately, like, "Hey, you shouldn't have been alone." It's like I was just doing some devotional time, and my buddies went up ahead, and they did their devotional time too. And then I blacked out and couldn't remember anything, <laughs> and I was getting down the mountain all bloodied. But like those are real moments in my life where like wow God really hit me and like taught me something and definitely and but t- I mean sharing those stories for just re- sometimes feels like oh these are the real dramatic moments of my life you know like where like you could almost make a movie about <laughs> these moments right so like redemption stories don't have to be like that and sometimes like too like people don't go towards hope. Uh, they don't they don't go towards Jesus because they don't have a story like that. Like I'm just a simpleton. Like I'm, you know, I'm just trying to figure out life. I don't know. I got I got nothing going on. So that they, they don't bother ever sharing. So I I, I think it was when I was thinking about like okay, what am I gonna share? I, so this is what I'm gonna share. So um, when I got out of high school, um, you know, the first thing that I realized when I was like going around and searching for community, I was like, oh well, I should find. Uh, a community of believers and couldn't find one. And then I realized, oh, then I need to start actually, I need to start something. I need to start like a Bible study or something. Because then I realized like, oh, I hadn't really been studying my Bible up to that point. I had been studying it with other people, but like I myself wasn't interested in studying it on my own. I was just interested in community. And that's when it kind of dawned on me. It was like, I need to start a Bible study. Not because I need to seek the community, but also because like, I think I need to have the Bible in my life. And so it really popped for me and realized that I went on to be like a, a baby photographer. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but uh, what I do is I travel the United States and I'd live like in hotel rooms I was with a company. And we just go from like small town to small town and take pictures of families. Cause most of the time they don't have photographers coming into those towns. So uh, I'd be rooming with somebody else, a different partner uh, like all the time. And we'd be staying in hotels and things like that. We, there's a guy, I don't really remember much about him, but um, know that... If you're listening, guy, just know there's hope for redemption for you, too. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so he was not a believer, but he, he did challenge me on a lot of things. And actually, no, more than that, I want to tell him, like, I'm sorry, because this, <laughs> this is what happened. Um, he and I got into a conversation. We just started talking stuff, and he started asking me questions about my faith, and I started talking about it. 
And uh, he then, like, you know, began, I mean, they weren't hard questions. They were just small questions about Jesus, who's he, why do you, you know, have this faith, and why do you believe in this? And and I'm, I'm answering, but at some point he just says to me, he kind of shakes his head, and he's just like, you know, man, none of, you know none of this is real, right? And I, I kind of looked at him, and I just went, yeah, I know. I know. And then, I don't know, the conversation shifted and changed. And then the next day, I get a phone call from the company. We're different hotel rooms. And uh, he had just, like, up and gone. <laughs> he just, I guess, quit and left. And well, that was it. That was the that was the last time I saw this dude. My last bit of conversation with him is was like, yeah, I, I know I'm faking. I'm just pretending about this stuff, which actually wasn't true. I wasn't making that statement. I said that because... I felt I think you're afraid of the judgment. I was afraid of the judgment, but also maybe I was just embarrassed or, mm-hmm. but one of the things I was just trying to please him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just, and this is a thing that I have been struggling and wrestling with even as I'm, I mean, I'm confessing this now as a, as a minister, uh, whose I job is it to talk it's, about it's, Jesus? It's, it's, it's do, job is to talk about it to, yeah, with Jesus, with other people, with students, with high schoolers and young adults and, and kids and, now any any anyone really and here's the thing like i really struggle with people not liking me uh i really struggle with uh i really struggle with just um people people not you know liking me for me or uh but also me wanting like making them upset which is really hard in my job, by the way, too, because I get lots of people telling me like they don't want to change, they want to keep being who they are, but they want to follow Jesus, and it's my job to kind of say, you know, those two things don't line up, mm-hmm. and then they're like, I hate you so much, you know, it reminds me of like Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man too, where you're a fraud, you're a Spider-Man. fraud, Spider Man, you're a fraud, and that's like what people tell me all the time. They're like, Rick, you're a fraud, man. It's like, yeah, okay, all right, sorry, just, and I really, I mean. I passionately want to follow Jesus and I look at his word and he tells me I got to be a disciple of his. I got to follow his teachings. His teachings love other people and loving other people is really inconvenient and really hard. And, but it's also like you, you, you got to be in fellowship with other people. You got to hold people accountable. You got to be, you, you got to talk to people about hard truths. You can't be unashamed of the gospel. And that, and that at times is where I hit, but I've, I've had a lot of moments where in, in my life, um, I, you know, pick an age, whatever, it doesn't matter, where I've I've just um, really struggled with being being not liked by someone or just trying to please them. And I think, yeah, like what you were saying, Brennan, like in that moment, I was just just trying to, you know, kind of ashamed but embarrassed about or didn't want to hit him with a judgment, but I, I just wanted to make that guy happy. Uh, yeah, whatever. You know, I wasn't thinking about the fact that he, like you said, needs, he needs redemption too. Mm-hmm. He needs redemption just as much as I need redemption. So I had this uh, realization. I've been, I mean, um, in my in my life, I've had times where I've been really hurt by the church before, and and I work for the church, and that's work for the people of the church, and that's that's hard when you get hurt by them. And uh, you know, was, I think of that time in my life when that was happening. And all I wanted to do was just please these people. 
just like bend over for for and and for I know that some of these people are wrong in what they did, but just like you know, just go through the politics or go through the motions and and be satisfied with uh, you know making sure that everyone's content and happy so we can all get along. It reminds me of like the perfect family that goes to church on Sunday and maybe. You know, you're one of these people, uh, but you travel. You travel in the minivan together. Everyone's yelling at each other. You pull up into the church. You're all just yelling at the top of your lungs. But then the door opens. Cloop, smiles on the face. Everyone sits up straight. Right? It's like pristine. Make sure everyone's got their Sunday best on. You walk in there. You say hello, good morning, peace be with you, and also with you. And you know, and you just like you know, you just you go through the motions, and then you you sit in, you listen to a sermon about forgiveness, and then you and then you walk right out of that church. You have a donut, some coffee. You tell someone, I'll be praying for you. And then you walk out of the building, and then you get right back into the car, and the whole family just starts right up back up again, right where it left off, just bickering and yelling. Imagine if you're like a pastor's family and that happens. Mm. Hypocrisy, right? And it's like that's sometimes what it feels like is I'm I'm just trying to like keep the persona that everyone's joyous in the church. Let's we all can get along. Let's just be happy. We should have unity, you know? And yes, we should have those things, but not in the sake of not for of, the sake of truth and Yeah, it, not not in the sake of, of destroying or being ashamed of the gospel. Not in the sake of like getting true redemption, but also true reconciliation or, or different things in that matter. And so I, I came onto this realization at one point and then, and, um, it just, this, this realization in, in, um, from a, from a sermon, from a, a complete person that, that, uh, I, I know this person and they, they did not want to give a sermon at all. It was their first time giving a sermon. They got asked to do it and they're just like, I don't want to do it. And they gave this sermon and I just, out of nowhere, they were talking about the faithfulness of God and it really stuck out with me. And, um, and just studying God's word, I had this realization of like, the Bible says that God is for me. And it also says in the Bible that God is faithful, right? Uh, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And it clicked for me finally that the thing that I was afraid of the most was afraid of hurting people, like, you know, not pleasing people, but I was also afraid of like, what would happen if I made people upset? lose my job would I uh, you know like thinking back to that guy and if I spoke truth in in that moment like what would have happened like would I would have he gotten upset I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a hotel room with him by myself. Yeah, you like, gotta do like a shoot next, yeah, like yeah, tomorrow like, or something. Where's the window? Like, or yeah, like yeah. I gotta just work with this guy next, and it's like I'm afraid of what the next steps might mean, right? I feel like Darth Vader in the sense of like I want to get up and save my son, but I'm afraid of what that might mean if I take on the Emperor because he'll take turn his hate and anger and he'll turn it towards me. So I had this realization where I realized that if God's for me and if God is faithful, then regardless of what happens, if I if I do what is right and I I um, am faithful to Him, He He will remain faithful with me. You know, the Bible talks about like abide in me or like remain remain in me and I remain in you and there's just this moment of like it's just trust and so this moment of realization my redemption story has always now seems to be about this rebuilding of trust in that I just just gotta trust Jesus more man I just gotta trust him more that he's got my back and Mm -hmm. that he loves me and that sinks in with me each day uh, since then just over and over that he loves me and that um, he's faithful 
and uh, that he, I, and I, all I need to do is hold on to his promises and who he says I am. So mm-hmm. it's just been, it's been a, it's, it's a continual journey. And I think that's what's interesting about our redemption stories, right, Josh, is that yeah. they're all just continual. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, like everybody else who's talked so far. Um, Did you also grow up in the I church, I grew up Josh? in the church. Man, we got to um, find, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Got to get some converts in here. Got to get a variety. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I grew up in the church, um, from like what until up to like middle school, I was just, I would do, um, the youth ministry and, and just kind of went and I really like worshiping and that's a lot of fun. Uh, but I didn't really pray. I don't like to pray or I, I didn't like to pray in big groups or even alone really. And I didn't read the Bible a lot outside of. The uh, small groups times, or yeah. whatever and um then from middle school like seventh and eighth grade i didn't do any youth ministry at all and um i just kind of went to church every every sunday and was like oh yeah i i love jesus and uh but i didn't really i don't really do anything about it um or like anything outside of church on sundays and I was like a completely different person on Sundays versus the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And um, one day my mom was like, hey, you should go to move. And I was like, okay, I don't know anybody from, I haven't seen these people in like four years, right. um, if they're even still there, because I didn't do um, anything outside of big church. Right, right. right. Um so she was like, yeah, you'll make some friends. You can go and it'll be a fun week. And I was like, all right, like, I guess sign me up. And like, I, I, I had seen a couple people that I knew when I got there from Kidtropolis. I think that's what it was called. Right. Was back in the then, day. Sure. Yeah. Nick knows all about that. I wasn't um, there at the time, but yes. Yeah. That's what it was called. Um, and one of them, he, he had a soccer ball and I'm, I'm big into soccer. So I was like, Hey, nice. um, you want to pass the ball around? He was like, sure. So we went and, and played soccer. And then when we went to move and we had a great week and, um, the worship nights are awesome and that I'm all about it. Um, and then I got home and I was like, mom, it was so great. I had so much fun. She was like, you should go to overflow. I was like, Okay. Um, what would, what's overflow just overflow to, is the uh like high school ministry oh, that gotcha. uh, rick leads here oh the the one that i lead yeah, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that the, one, the that audience one, just didn't one. know what you were talking about oh, yeah I that's also why we're changing the name from that to just the high school ministry yeah. youth yeah. group yeah problem um, solved yeah <laughs> anyways go ahead <laughs> so from the from move to like overflow i was really excited to start going to overflow yeah but i didn't read the bible i didn't pray or anything i was just excited to be with like my friends at overflow it was like you were taking like one excitement and then just like seeking that yeah over it was and like over. the spiritual high yeah that people sure, talk totally. about and yeah. so the camp um, high right yeah and so every week i'd go to overflow see my friends and it was a lot of fun and then i go home and i'm like go to school and I don't tell anybody that I'm a Christian or anything. And I'm just, it, and it goes like that for pretty much two years. I don't really think about it or care about it or anything. 
and then I go to move or I missed move because I had a surgery on my arm and then there was a week in between that surgery and um, Boy Scout camp which um, I wanted to go to because that was the last one I could go to because I was going to age out after I wouldn't be able to go to the next one and so I missed out on move and I remember Rick was uh, he was trying his darndest to get me to go to move and I just I was like "Uh, that's a lot of vacationing and like four weeks in a row and I so I just said no and I was like a huge regret for me because I missed out on what I mean I'm sure it was an awesome year sure and so then I really started to think like Lane's Man. really bummed now while he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> go on, go on. So I, but I was really excited to go back to Overflow yeah. to see everybody and talk about Move and, and what, what I missed and everything. And then I started really paying attention to Rick's talks and like I would have um, these doubts about my faith and whether or not I really believed in everything at all. And um, I always know like, Obviously, there's a God because, you know, how did we even end up here in the first place, right? That's my, like, this core, your, that's my core starting point, point yeah. right? Um, so I would go, and other than, like, I know there's a God, but I don't really do anything <laughs> with my faith at all. Um, but I, I would go, and Rick would talk about whatever I was struggling with <laughs> that week, Every week for two years, <laughs> I junior read year, your mind, man, and, <laughs> and senior year, I was just That's like crazy, dude. Holy you, cow! I don't think you've told me that part before. That's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, man, God is literally like poking me on the chest, like really hard, you know? Like, That's do awesome. That. Um, and he's like, dude, wake up! <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I was just like, all right, well, obviously. Something, something's going on here that I need to be paying attention to. So I started reading the Bible more, and I pray most nights before I go to bed. And it's obviously quickly had an effect on me because I'm, well, I, I think I like to think that I'm a, a different person than I was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I don't think I would have done this podcast <laughs> unless it was just Star Wars, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, mentioned the before Jesus a couple times. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been like, eh, I'm busy uh, I, I don't know. or something. Yeah, right. Um, Actually, and you, you're the one that got more passionate about it than anybody else. Yeah, you're the one that really made me want you, to get happen. You were like, you were the guy that was like, we got to make this happen. Well, yeah, we got to talk I, about I these like two. Star com- Wars. Yeah, but we we got these two components and they they work so nicely together. We got to mm-hmm. talk about this faith thing, this hope thing, and talk about Star Wars. And you were the guy driving that. Yeah. And if that really came out of what you're talking about, is that God was really poking you. This is how he's taking your faith then and moving it. And it's just this podcast. This is awesome. Yeah. Such a cool story, man. That's totally what I meant. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I took a gap year this year instead of going to college uh, because I had to have another surgery. They totally rebuilt my shoulder for those are, who are interested in that. But that's besides the point. It's all right. You don't have to look um, at it. Just listen to his voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I took a gap year and I kind of, I, well, I went to the mission trip that summer and it was, it was either go to this mission trip now, have the surgery later and skip school. Right. 
or skip the mission trip, have the surgery sooner, and go to school last year oh, instead okay. of this year. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to miss another uh, week of fellowship because of my arm. Right. So I was like, guess I'm taking a gap year, which I never thought I would ever take a gap year. I'm all school, school, you know, got to go right. straight through. Right. Um, and so I told, I told Rick and I was like, I'm going to do the mission trip. And I had, this was my first mission trip and I didn't really know what to expect from myself going into it because at the time I was still kind of iffy on the whole faith thing in general anyway. But, um, gotta say it was a pretty great week for me. It's awesome. And that was when I first heard about the podcast too. We were walking on the beach that one day oh yeah and you were like hey man you like star wars because we were talking about movies for like an hour right yeah and i was like going all gaga for star wars and you're like hey you like star wars i'm thinking about doing this podcast and i was like let's do that (laughs) (laughs) and so i probably wouldn't even be involved in this if i didn't go on the mission trip last year that's crazy that's awesome yeah i love it yeah and and i would i would admit josh this all great like moments where you were really coming out of your shell, but also you were just owning something that had been poking at you for a really long time. And mm-hmm. that's just cool too. Yeah. And that, well, that concludes our, our, our story. Bonus episode. Bonus track. Bonus you know, track. I thank you so much for being willing to listen through this. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have easily skipped. Let's be honest. Normal, uh, it is. Talk. Didn't really talk about star Wars. We did mention a couple funny, quirky things. If you want to hear Josh do an impression of some character from Star Wars, just type into the comments below, and he'll do it right now. Hold on, let's see who we're getting. Oh wait, never mind. We're not doing this live. So, all right. Anyways, thank goodness. So, thank goodness. We uh, we just yeah, just wanted to share a little bit of hope with you. And as always, uh, just know that um, you know there's a God out there that loves you and uh, loves so much that uh, that He doesn't care about what scars you're carrying. He cares about showing you that he can use those uh, to to uh, just bring you out of darkness and into light and uh, redeem something that you think is unredeemable. You don't have to be like Darth Vader and say, "It's too late for me now." No, you don't. You don't have to lose all your. You don't have to lose all your limbs, your hair, uh, your, and, your eyebrows, and, your CGI and eyebrows, your life. Uh, yeah. Just just for redemption, you can do it before that. Yep, totally can. Before you, <laughs> you can do it right now. Actually, you can do it right now. Yeah. You can do it right now. Yeah. In fact, uh, if if you're just cool with it, uh, I I just like to end this podcast in prayer. And uh, if you're still listening, uh, just join with us real quick, and that'd be awesome. But um, Emily, Father, Lord, just thanks so much for what you have done in the four of us in our lives, and um, just how we have seen you uh, working in us, even though that we have been raised in the faith since. Uh, the beginning, uh, I, I know that that means that you still have a plan for us, that you still desire uh, a relationship with us. Um, you don't just like, well, I've got you, and then I'll move on to the next person. Like You care about each and every single one of your children, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray for those that are feeling abandoned, feel lost, feel like there's no hope for them. I feel just pray for those that... Um, Lord, to just are struggling in their life just to understand even if there is a God or if you exist. And Lord, I just I ask that you just mend hearts, help them feel peace, help them come to know you and know your true, true joy, that they don't have to seek 
for their own righteousness, that they don't have to earn your presence, Lord, that you have come close to all of us. It is through your Son that all of this is possible. It is through Jesus Christ, uh, who who is you, Lord? You you are uh, you are the one that has come close to us. You are a God that. Uh, has chosen to to be here present with us and take a price that was meant for us, a separation from you, and yet you chose that for yourself so that we could then, through your resurrection, be restored and uh, be able to take our masks off, see Luke Skywalker with our own eyes, mm. and be able to be set ablaze on an amazing uh, bed fire and be a force ghost in the end. You know, I try to be funny with this God, but we just love you so much. And you're the type of God that is able to talk about Star Wars and, and love something like that. And even though your creation made it, Lord, and still go, I love you. I love you all. In your name, amen. Amen. amen.